he had put so much thinking into all of his work before that, and I'm certainly not saying it's easy, but he had a different style of writing than the average bear. Yeah, yeah. He could think, he felt, he thought a story well, before he wrote the story. It was interesting to listen to some interviews, especially with John. A lot of time he was just there in a the bathtub and he was writing radio scripts in his bathtub. He was just taking yeah. notepots and everything. He was just trying to sweat it out through that six uh-huh. or seven day week trying to get a script Yeah, ready. and I know when he did the 13 by Corwin and yep. the 26 by Corwin, yep. it was really a high pressure deal for him. He was way under the gun. He also had a creative mind that he let out to play, and I don't think that was necessarily true for most of the radio writers. No, and luckily he was young enough at the time that, that he could still have a lot of ideas that were really Yeah, and he could pull all-nighters and not kill himself. Well, you know, when I sat down and called him, he had, every time he got up at 4 in the morning, he looked at the point plate and had no idea what he was going to write. And five hours later, he got out of his zone, and he was amazed he came up with the 15 paces he'd need every day. And he did that seven days a week for 18 straight years, writing mm-hmm. two different shows. Yeah. Boy, yeah, was he in a rhythm, and right. it was his rhythm. Yep, yep. That's, that's I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so much, so much really good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Really good stuff, and I'm just so grateful that so much of it is ours to enjoy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. All right, well, I am going on a hunt for aliens in the mind. Well, actually, Excuse you me. may have it because, well, did, did you save the whole thing? Because you had it as an awful show, which means you had part of it. That's, I, that's probably the only one I had. Because okay, I think it was six parts. Yes, it was a six-part series. Um, yeah, so... I will find it. Great. I will find it. Okay. If you hear me panting and begging for a crust of bread, it's because I've been out working so hard. But I'll find it. You're oh. not. Well, listen, I, I will talk to you guys later and uh, keep up the good work. And if anything... Um, oh, the, the health update re- real quickly is Samuel stuff. So it's a usual kind of a, a week with, you know, I think only one really difficult day. So I'm, I'm glad for that. Lucky this week. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So, okay. I'll talk to you guys later. Alrighty. Okay, Kurt. Thanks a bunch. You have a better week. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. And I have stuff. I have pizza stuff. I have. I have um, show stuff. I have World War II stuff. I have a phone stuff. <laughs> Hello there, John. There. Hello, it's Matt from La Habra. There he is. Well, hi, Matt. How in the world are you? Fantastic. And you guys? We are marvelous. I well, I a, am. Walden. I, I took a three-hour nap this afternoon, so I'm ready to go. It's only eleven o'clock here, Matt. So we're Thank all you. in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, <laughs> Matt. I can. Patricia. You know, almost two in the morning, and she got to put up with me. You know, what can I say? Yeah. What can I say? So, how was the week, Matt? Anything, anything new and exciting over there in La Habra land? Um, no, not really. Same old, same old. Uh-huh. Doing whatever I do. I mean, um, but um, 
my grandfather forgot to mention, he, I don't know if he mentioned it, but he showed me three radio shows this week. He showed me um, uh, Armist Brooks, right. Nightbeat, and uh, he showed me another one, uh, which was yesterday, um, Gunsmoke. Ah. And did, any, did any of them make you smile? Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't like the gun smoke. Um, they just seemed kind of boring. Okay. Um, but the other two, he, he was right. I did fall asleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it wasn't because they were boring. I mean, uh, let's start off with Night Beat. Uh, Night Beat was, uh, to me, was a really great radio show. Yeah. I mean, um, I kind of figured out on my own who um, had, um, I forgot, like, he, well, I just remembered, um, kind of figured out who was, who the suspect was, and it was a really great show. Yeah. Armist Brooks, the, the beginning, um, part one, was actually really funny for me. Um, I actually laughed out loud, but I'm not sure if my grandfather heard me because he was in his <laughs> office. Well, she, so these are two good, t- two out of three is not bad. Yeah. yeah not I think that's marvelous. Yeah. I would have been happy with 50% out of three. Huh. 1.5? How could you do a 1.5, Patricia? No, 50, 50% of a show. I wasn't oh, specific enough. Okay, 50% okay. of a show. So out of you would have 2.5 left. Yeah. You remember what, anything about the Army Brooks, Matt? Anything, was there a concept or anything that you remember or, or something that what made you laugh, you, you recall right off the bat? Uh, yeah, um, the beginning... Well, beginning scene, if, if that's what it's called. Um, uh, she was, Thomas Brooks was talking. I don't remember her name, but some what? old lady who. Miss um, Davis, yeah, the Wang lady. Yeah. Okay. She was talking about how her brother is. is um, I don't remember because mm-hmm. I heard another radio show that day too. So. Mm-hmm. I think generally she's always where she remember her brother and sister, then she forgets yeah. who they are. Yeah. Yes, that's always a that's a, that was a little bit of a routine. You bet. Yeah. And I thought it was—it was kind of funny how she kept for, forgetting uh, what she was saying and switching over, and, mm-hmm. and just because her, her she's kind of really old and just, yep. it was funny. Yep. Great, great show. Yeah. Good show. All right, so you—you you already blew my socks off with the Valentine thing. What else are you going to do to me? <laughs> um, I'm not sure, but I did hear you guys talking about pizza. Yes. Uh huh. Okay, um, well, uh, I don't know if you guys, um, uh, like, have heard of, uh, Costco pizza. Have you guys? Yep. Uh, the one I out- have, and, and somebody did tell me that it was really good stuff. It is. It is. I mean, for the price, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's like two regular pizzas from, uh, like, round table and put into one. It's huge. Wow. And basically, I think the guy who started Costco have really tried to keep his food prices down. Uh, he always thought the people, he always give them a good bargain. And I love their, uh, their Hebrew International hot dogs too, besides the pizza. There's always good stuff out there. You bet. Yeah. So okay, one? so now you've got this enormous pizza. So what's on it? Which one are you getting? What's on it, and how do you cut an enormous pizza? Is it crisscross or slices like wedges? Well, it comes slices, mm-hmm. but my friend had known someone that was working at Costco that day, and he told him to get him the most outrageous um, set of toppings on the pizza. Oh, dear. All right. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if he had got fired for this, but he <laughs> put, I don't know, there's like seven items. He put pepperoni for one, which mm-hmm. is pretty normal. He put like um, pineapple, ham, turkey meat, uh, like a real turkey that you get on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, he put steak, um, and then he went and got this from the, there's a, a um, tropical, like, fish store. But he went and got um, a tropical fish. Um, I think it was, um, was, was it a goldfish? And he cut it up and cooked it up and put it on the pizza. Oh, oh, that just, oh, yeah. Matt. Oh, when I finish barfing, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, not only is that terrible to think about on food, but it's just a terrible thing to do to that poor little fish. Yeah. Oh, Walden. I didn't do it, Patricia. I didn't do it. Oh. Oh, All right, well, if he didn't get fired, he should have. (laughs) So did anybody take the goldfish flavored pizza? Um, he wanted me to, but since I knew what was on it, um, you didn't bother. I did. You were in on this? Uh, no, I didn't know that he was gonna go all out and actually put stuff on it. I thought he was just gonna put an enormous amount of regular toppings, but he went and got a tropical fish and started chopping up some goldfish. Yeah, it will remind me of the um the 1920s. You know where they used to, when you watch these old films. Oh, the football, oh, the guys swallowing. Yeah, the guppies. Yeah. yeah, they 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 swallow the goldfish in a hole. Oh gosh. You can I I there should be in the 20s that used to be a big thing that they would sit there and swallow goldfishes. Uh huh. It was a goldfish swallowing contest. You're right. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, in a long time. it's sort of it's, it's that or and sitting on the flagpole. I mean, sort of. And how many people can you get in a phone booth? And of course, there are no more phone booths. <laughs> and there haven't been for a million years. But Matt. Yes. Oh hiss! Oh hiss! Hmm. All right. Now that's what happened with that pizza. What would you consider the perfect pizza? Well, it has to have enough cheese and enough um, tomato sauce. Um, okay. I personally like thick crust because, well, it, I don't like thin crust because it kind of gets burnt sometimes. Okay. Um, but it has to have pepperoni, um, pineapple, if I'm in the mood, uh, mushrooms, and there's this uh, uh, pizza store, but it just closed down due uh, to renovations, but they put at least six different types of cheeses on their pizza and you just get to whoa yeah like provolone mm. you could have it all all together or just get a provolone cheese pizza well you just redeemed yourself <laughs> this is go- oh boy does that sound good i can't believe how many people put pineapple on their pizzas yeah well, this is good people put pineapple on pizza this is good, Patricia. You did good. You, I uh, think you would like it, Patricia. I mean, it's 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 a it's a staple out here anymore. Boy, you're messing around with my pizza, man. I know, That's like I, putting lumps in my food. I know, but you 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 are brave, so you can eat 
eat one bite of a pineapple. I would taste it. You're right. Yeah. I would taste it. Yeah. Uh, you haven't had pineapple did... pizza? No, I never had pineapple on my pizza. Oh, it's fantastic. It's, you have to have it. Yeah. It's just really good. I mean, That's what you guys keep telling me. I can't, you know, pineapple is something I use, I put in my cottage cheese, you know? Mm-hmm. Not, not on my pizza. Hmm. Well, it, it, they cook it a certain way. It depends. Like, it's not like fresh, like, um... Fresh pineapple. I mean, I've heard that they have to freeze it first. Uh, it just—they cook it a certain way. They make it really hot, and then I heard they let it cool down for a second and yeah. put it on the pizza. But is it kind of mushy, or does it stay it's in a lump like? It's solid. It stays in a lump. They're pretty small pieces of um, pineapple. Yeah. Not oh, okay. Is it, so it's it's like diced pineapple. Right. They're cut up small. Okay. By small, small wedges. Yeah. Okay. Right. And and they're, and they're warm. At least on the, you know, it's not it's not during cold pineapple. It's 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 nice and hot and warm. Ew. You go with it, well, it, it it's it's good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Okay. All right. I promise I would taste it. I'm not going to buy one, but when I see someone doing that thing, putting stuff like that on a pizza. I will ask if I could have a taste. Okay, so the next sure. time we get the next time we're at dinner, next time the family union happens and we're ordering enough pizza to feed everybody, have, Patricia at least has to try a pineapple besides her anchovy. Yeah, I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it. Okay. All right, I'll be good. Okay, now when you cut a pizza, is your preference in wedges like the eight pieces? that you get in a wedge, or would you like it crisscrossed so that you get little pieces to munch on? Probably eight pieces. You want the big slices? Yeah. Okay. So now this goes back to Super Bowl then. When you have ten people at Super Bowl and you order a pizza, my thought is that's how come places like Domino's Pizza started doing crisscross cuts. Because if you had 10 people and eight slices, that isn't going to work. Yeah. Does that sound reasonable, Walden? I did. I did. I haven't seen the quick walk cut yet. But cause oh. Probably, probably cause I, I'm not ordering from Domino's. Ah. Well, they crisscross it so that you wind up with maybe two inch by two inch yeah. squares of pizza. Like those squares instead of... Uh, uh-huh. And I thought when you have a gathering and you want pizza, that that is a very smart thing to have them do. You know, I always associate the, the square cutting with, mm-hmm. with a thick crust, like a Chicago, a Chicago pizza. Oh. I always think it's square. Okay. That's how All right. I well, then, you know, that, that would make sense mm-hmm. because you've got the thicker base right. for the stuff on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easier to handle. It would be hard to handle a very thin crust that way. You're right. Okay. All right. Now, here's the key question. This is the big one. Have you ever had pizza for breakfast? Me? Yes. Oh, yeah. You're our only victim on the phone right now. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah. If I'm in a rush, if I'm not in a rush, I'll just put it in the microwave for about about a minute or so. But if I'm in a rush and I'm just not feeling like, um, leftover pizza, I'll just eat it cold. You will. Okay. Works for me. Yeah. 
That's good. All right, I'm going to ask you. I think pizza is one of those foods that holds up very well the night after. It does, and it's one of those because it's got so many good things in it, like pepper, like um, oregano. Mm -hmm. It it kind of permeates the whole pizza a lot better, so you get. I think it's more flavorful the next day. I agree. Yeah, some foods are like that. You you don't really like it, like. it just tastes better the next day. I mean, mm-hmm. what food, you're right. What and spaghetti food, sauce too. What food? Yeah, what spaghetti. food yeah. is good if you cook that night, but you you don't want to eat it the next day? But you don't want to eat it the right, next day. Right. You generally you just throw throw out the, the leftovers. The leftovers. Oh, interesting. I'm not into throwing out leftovers. I know. That's not. Let me think. But you're right. There are some things that. There's gotta be some you, food that's just not as good as a reheat. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say stewed tomatoes or something like that, but I put them in the refrigerator and eat them the next day, so that's not. Matt, hmm. can you think of anything that's not as good the second time around? Um, let's see. Um, there's got to be something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, out of all the foods in the world, it has to be at least. There's got to be something. Yeah. I think cold chicken has an off flavor to me. So I I will eat it. Yeah, and I'll put something like barbecue sauce on it and heat it up. But, but it I doesn't think, have as good a flavor on the second day for me. But I think some people love cold fried chicken. Yeah. On the drumstick. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. It it's just got a different flavor when it's cold and especially the next day after it's been sitting in the fridge. I mean, I don't just throw it in there either. I mean, I, I wrap it or put it in a baggie yeah. so it's protected. It's not like it's taking on refrigerator scents. But Go ahead, Kurt. I mean, that's, and, again, it's not one I would throw out by any means. It just doesn't taste as good to me. Hmm. I think maybe a tossed salad. Yeah, that's a good example. If you've put salad dressing on it already, I mean, it will turn, the lettuce will be mushy the next day. So I'm not inclined to do that. Well, I I, I tried this one. I I didn't want to eat the rest of my hot dog, so I already had mustard and all all the other uh, toppings and everything on it, and I left it in the fridge for a day, and the bread soaked up every bit of, um, like, ketchup and the the mustard uh-huh. tried it, and it was just horrible. Mm-hmm. It was like soggy bread. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, and I can understand that. And those are all the flavors that you would have chewed on had you yeah. continued to eat. But when they come in, um, oof, I know what you mean. Yeah. They, it, it didn't taste the same. It did, certainly didn't have the same sensation. It, <laughs> it, you, need it, uh, you could eat it with a straw. <laughs> they, get, they get so mushy. You could eat them with a straw. Okay, so here's here's one of my really big questions. Every year, people consume a lot of pepperoni, and this is not just on pizza. This is general consumption. How many pounds of pepperoni do you think we consume in a year? Mm. Well, I have a second question now, Patricia. What's the second most popular item that people eat pepperoni? I mean, I think most people eat it on pizza. I don't know how many people eat it as something else. I eat it just because it's there. Uh-huh. 
I mean, I eat pepperoni. I've got one of those really long sticks that I right. get in, in Sam's Club. Right. And they're, they're priced reasonably. So I'll just cut off a chunk and I'll have it as my nighttime snack. Uh-huh. But I was just thinking, is there another meal besides a cold cut? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, besides a cold um, cut that we use pepperoni. I think... Yeah. So how many... Yeah. Are you how many pounds? I'm asking how many pounds, and I think people might use them for finger foods, like um, if you have a Triscuit with a little bit of cheese, and especially an Italian cheese, and maybe um, a sprig of some kind of spice and a slice of pepperoni on top. But that's not a lot of pepperoni yeah. by any means. But I guess pizza is about the most popular place to use for pepperoni. Well, but, okay, between... I have the answer to how many pounds we eat per year. Okay. Oh, you do? I was going to ask the two of you to put your heads together. You have. Did you look it up? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody says, yeah, right, you, how many pounds did you come up with? Were you surprised? First of all, were you just... Oh, uh, yeah, I'm actually surprised. I mean, it, it, it's huge. Let, um, me get, let me guess, well, guys. Hold on. Before you... Okay, Matt's okay. the answer here. Because... I'm thinking, let me think this out. Is she, every little slice of pepperoni doesn't weigh that much. No, it doesn't. Mm-mm. I'm going to say three pounds. Three pounds? <laughs> three pounds a year, yeah. Hold on. I was, you should not say things like that when I'm swallowing. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, no, this is total consumption for... And how how much pepperoni is consumed in, the whole in this country? Okay, I was, I was thinking by per by per. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think three pounds might even be generous for a lot of people. It wouldn't be for me, but okay. Okay, how, um, in in the whole wide world? No, in in this country, how I many guess pounds? nine nine hundred million pounds would be my guess. What what you got, Matt? What? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a that's a lot. I mean, well, the that's, answer that's is little... two hundred and fifty million, and. 250 million, 700 and 700,000 pounds. So that means, really, it's a 300 million people in America at three quarters of a pound a year. Right. And and we're talking about babies and 112-year-old people in, in that 300 million people. Well, maybe they eat more. Um, yeah, I, I said approximately 252 million pounds. I... I sort of rounded it off when I saw how many numbers that they had after the 251 million. But um, 251 plus million pounds of pepperoni each year. Okay. Now, I, my next I have question, no idea where they get these numbers from. I got to guess. All right. How many, how many pizzas did the average person eat in a year? Well, we just happen to have probably something here. Let's see, pizzerias, 30%, 94% of Americans eat pizza regularly. Um, oh, I'm going to save that for, okay, each person in America eats about 46 slices of pizza a year. Divided by eight for slices, how many pizzas That's is that? almost six whole pizzas. It's five and three, three quarters of a pizza. That's kind of conservative. What do you think? What do you think, man? How? I mean, I don't eat 46 slices of pizza in a year, but pizza, pizza lovers. I, I, I wish I was ordering that much pizza a year. You know, mom. You know, I that, that's a pizza every two months. Per person. Well, what do you think, Matt? Well, well, a lot of people nowadays rather 
just go get something cheap for the whole family right. rather than cook a, a whole yeah. meal. So they'll go pizza as their first um, as the, as their first choice rather than like McDonald's because they hear about um, all the fat and head. But um, for me, forty six pizzas a year, or if that was the number, is not really a lot for me. No, that's a sick thinking for for uh, for some people. You know, I can see some people after eating a pizza a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, people who are addicted to certain foods. Yeah. Sure. And even people yeah. who are single and they don't cook when they come home, they'll pick up a pizza on the way home. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't say what size the pizzas are either. I'm assuming that it's the typical large pizza with think, the eight wedges. Wouldn't you think so. large is the most frequent size that most people order? Yes, I think so. I should have copied all of these. Hmm. It's a sales on how much for me. No, I don't have that. Sorry. Huh. It's probably large. Oh, what do you think? If you're going to go get pizza, you usually, uh-huh. one person is going to go buy pizza. It's usually for a group of people. Yeah, it, it's, it's a, I think it, pizza is a meal generally ordered for a group, right? I yeah. mean, how many no. people? Well, the average I, person. I don't think so. I think, think so? it's open season. You know, if a guy is on the way home and he's single for whatever reason or his wife is away or his girlfriend isn't home, I can see him picking up pizza on the way home and doing it fairly regularly if he's living alone or somebody's not home there with him. And well, what, what is that, um, the, uh, what is that, uh, like, it, that depends on the size of what he's ordering for himself. Well, allow me to elaborate. <laughs> um, Domino's usually has, the, the their routine is two medium pizzas for uh, some very reasonable price. And the few times I have ordered pizza for delivery, I've taken the two pizzas and I'll break it up and put some in the freezer. And it's just fine in the freezer. Yeah. I don't know about a guy, though. Would a guy go to the trouble or would he throw out the leftovers? I think the guy would, would eat it for breakfast. If he's single and uh, working, he would eat, one, it, eat it okay. that night and then get up in the morning and eat it before he goes back to work, probably. Okay. And I, I get the sense that a, a guy might just toss the box into the refrigerator as opposed yeah. to putting the pizza in a baggie or, right. you know, wrapping it up in some way. That it would just be the box in the refrigerator, and he would grab it for breakfast out of the box. Now, what, how do most people save their pizza? In my family, we wrap it up in tin foil to put it in the refrigerator. That's generally how we do it. Ah, do most and I wrap mine in plastic, you, you know, the, plastic. the um, saran wrap type stuff. Right. And then put that in a sealed, like a freezer bag, a, a heavy freezer uh-huh. bag that has the zipper top. So it's actually double wrapped, and then I put it in the freezer. You don't put it back in a normal refrigerator? In a refrigerator? No. Uh-huh. I mean, I'll save some to eat the next day, but it, the, the one, extra stuff I put in the freezer. The one that you save for the next day, is it still in the same package? No, I'll put it in a baggie. Uh-huh. How about you, Matt? How do your family save the pizza? Well, it depends. If we're in the 
save it for a, um, uh, about a week. We'll put it in uh, uh, foil and we'll put it in freezer. But if we're going to eat it like the next day or the day after that, to, to go somewhere, like snack, we'll put it in the refrigerator, huh. a plastic bag. Mm-hmm. Huh. So you're odd man out, Wally. I guess so. My family. My, my guess is yeah. with the aluminum foil, because it's tighter, I think you probably keep it fresher than I do. Well, my family probably, I can't imagine our family allowing it to stay in the freezer. We would get most of it. Yeah, right. It wouldn't survive long enough to get there. I can, I can dig that. You know, I mean, Walden eats his way. I think your mom leaves breadcrumb trails. So you can eat your way well, from one room to another. The family look for evidence if I've been up and about. So if they know it's the people laid on the refrigerator handle, they know Walden's been somewhere. Hmm. You know, they look, for, is, they yes, look for clues. They, they look for a trail. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my. And, I mean, really, Matt, you have no idea. You have no idea. Well, I'll tell you what. You are just starting to get going in old-time radio, and I am not going to penalize you. I am going to give you credit for having found the answer to the pepperoni question. Huh. And that means you can tell me. Let me find your name here. Don't go away. Oh, dear. I have lost you. Just a moment. I know you're here because I writ huh. you. There you are. Um, all right. You asked for some Our Miss Brooks shows the last time, what would you like in your envelope along with our Miss Brooks? Um, well, like I said, I, I did like uh, the night beat, so. Okay. Ah, okay. So you would like some of your own? Uh, yes. It's a good written series, Matt. I think it's it a good choice. It is. All right. Night beat. Boom, 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 boom. Yes, mm-hmm. you may have night beat. All right. You've got it. All right, awesome. All right. Awesome. And your homework for this week is find something else to blow my mind with. (laughs) I'm in a vulnerable position now. You can get me from any side. Oh, I'm just so upset about Valentine's Day. All right. It's going to take me a while to get over that. So, okay, Matt, you find uh, something that will blow my mind like Valentine's Day, and um, you'll get credit for that next week. Okay, thank you, guys. All right, right, Matt. Matt. You have a wonderful week. Thank you. Nice, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. 714-545-2071. Wong took a nap. He is ready to go. Oh, man, we are in such trouble. So I have to tell you that the pizza question was at my brother's insistence. Oh, well, good for him. And he was the one who came up with a baseball question that I said you would know the answer to. Oh, good grief. It's now getting to be a family affair over there with Patricia. Well, I didn't ask. (laughs) That was his his contribution. He said, ask him, ask him, just go ask him, ask him. Hello there, you're on air. It's amazing that Patricia can um, recognize or whatever. Uh, Then it comes from... Minnesota. Ah, okay. And does his last name start with the letter R? It does. Uh, now, are you telling me that he is from Minnesota? Yes. Yeah. 
And I heard Minnesota in his voice, and you're surprised. Well, he detected some place like he came from Minnesota. And his, uh-huh. and his last name started with the letter R. He was a guy, yeah, I wanted to know. Bob, you got it. You found your one-year-old trading buddies on this the show. This is great. So with his stuff back and forth or whatever. Uh huh. But what? yeah, and so amazing. Uh, I would never have guessed that somebody would say, "Well, it sounds like he um has a little like he came from Minnesota or something." You know? Mm-hmm. Little yeah. Minnesota in yeah. his voice. Yeah. There it, were a couple of words that I picked up, and it's. That's Minnesota. See, we know Ron is from really, we know Ron is really from Texas. You know, you can tell that. <laughs> he just puts on a good act. Yeah, you can tell, right? I mean, you're funny. I haven't funny. lost it. So you you can tell Dennis that no matter where he goes, somebody's going to know. That's a really funny too, because you know you figure that's one guy, and there's. Thousands of people. Oh, wow. And yet, somebody can say, Oh, I, I think your name starts, that thing starts with an R, I think. R. Uh-huh. Yeah, he didn't want to say his name over the air, but he wanted to know if his last name started with an R. That's and you're saying yes. That's really amazing. And uh, as soon as my... Your, the pony gets to my house. It got, it probably got delayed crossing the, maybe the Pacific Ocean. So well, maybe the pony was so tired, it stopped off in California to rest for a week or so before well, it keeps. I gotta tell you, uh, just as we were talking, I looked over and here is the receipt that I got from the post office, and bless their hearts, they put down the zone the destination, the name of the place, how much it weighed, how much it cost. I sent yours media mail, so it is likely that it was a little bit slower than the rest of the stuff. Can we track it? Probably not media mail, huh? I didn't. Well, I mean, I didn't again, again, I, what, what, what did the post office give you a receipt at what? Yeah, when I, when I bring envelopes to the uh, post right, office right, for right. mailing, they just keep punching it in and punching it in, and it comes out like a grocery yeah, receipt. Patricia's going to be like Amazon. Eventually, the post office is going to come to her apartment to sure. pick up all they're, the packages. They're all greeting me at the door now, saying, thank you for saving us. Okay, so you, they gave you a receipt to show you that you um, send it. Right. Well, well here. What, um, what, 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 what's happening, they know Patricia's going to be going, it's going to be on uh, court because the package that she and no one has been... And so Patricia, you can just evident that she's really an honorable person. So I'm about as honorable yeah. as. So all right, what I've got here, I'll I'll give the I mailed Kim an envelope, Kim Bragg mm-hmm. in Texas. So it's got on on this big receipt, it's got Dallas, Texas, the zip code, zone five. First class, 2.8 ounces, label is delivered, and the number of the sticker that they put on there. And that's all on this little receipt. What the label means, what does each, that mean? The label well, been each, delivered, I wonder what that means. No, no, it's it's not. It's um, 
a track. It's an internal tracking label, ah, okay. and it allows them to backtrack periodically and say, "Okay, it took four days from this for this to get from this post office so my, to my delivery." What do you saw on mine says. And yours says, "Hold on, you're way up here." It says Honolulu, Hawaii, with a zip code, oh. Zone Eight, media mail. I won't tell you how much it weighed. And it says, the timeliness of service to or from destinations outside the contiguous U.S. may be affected by the limited availability of transportation. That's a fancy way of saying it might be late depending on how quick. <laughs> yeah, right. Ron, that means. I'll tell you what, that, somebody that, stayed up at night to figure out how to write that. That means, Ron, you'll be getting it for Christmas. <laughs> no, I really thought you would have had it by now, but I guess the. Uh, oh, seriously, that's that's interesting. How, um, how they rate Hawaii and Alaska are like we're outside the zone. Of yeah, everything. and Puerto Rico and the islands. So, and, yeah. so did that mean really Hawaii and are they stepchildren? No, they just don't. They're just not attached to Kansas. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hey, listen, um, oh, in all seriousness, I thank you for the wonderful uh, time that you spent with my friend because... Oh, that was great fun. Because I talk a lot about you guys, and because he lives in a rural area, he, he cannot, you know, he just doesn't have the kind of capabilities like people who live in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. If he's still on dial-up, my gosh, he yeah, really is. I mean, dial-up, I mean, you never yeah. hear of dial-up. You, you have such wonderful benefits living in a rural area, but you really have to pay a price for it I wonder well. how many people even have dial-up now. I mean, I, I know I think Shad from Nebraska is dial-up, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He was. I don't know if I he know still is. Still but is. But yeah, you're right. I wonder what is the percentage of the U.S. population. Well, it, first of all, I wonder how many people are even offering dial-up now. I wonder if that's even offered by some companies. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, that's interesting. I think Ray in Chicago, in his vacation house, he said he has dial-up. I don't think no. anybody would want to have I I have dial-up before, and you'd be listening to something, and then all of a sudden it stops, and you're waiting for it to come back. Mm-hmm. By the time I was finished with all of the buffering, I was sometimes 15 minutes behind the show. So what what happened to the U.S. population that said, well, we have decided that we're going to go back in time and go back to dial-up? you think there would be people... Com- Waiting to shoot the uh, the high speed internet companies. There'll be a lot of people that'll be grumbling. Hey, you know, yeah. you know what company is really starting to hurt? <laughs> XM and Sirius. Yeah. And the reason why they're starting to hurt is because people are getting internet radio in their cars, even satellite radio in their cars. That's right. They don't. They don't need. For to put that in their car, the satellite radios, yeah. internet radio. I mean. Yeah. Also, isn't there some of these iPods and things? Yeah. Or um, can pick up internet radio stations. 
And also, I think, like you, like you, Ron, and like John, the smartphone becomes such a big avenue for people to listen to radio. So they don't need XM. I was listening to Yesterday USA in my car from my iPhone hooked up to my my um, CD thing. And I didn't miss a beat, you know? And so wow. the thing is, you know, you can go to a tunnel and these satellite radios will still pick up. So my friend who lives in San Jose said that he doesn't need to have XM and Sirius anymore. So how's the quality, though, Ron? Is it, can you tell the difference well, it's between good. your... It's good. Yeah, and the quality is great, and you know, it's, I the fidelity and everything is, is nice, and so you know, I the the sad part was I did hear X7 series in a car when I rented um, a car from Alamo, and it is good. I mean, can't take it away. I mean, Sirius and XM sound sounded really good. You know, though, I, have you listened to the old-time radio channel, though, on Sirius XM? When I first heard it, what got me off-kilter, they have it in, like, in stereo, echo chamber, and I, and I, grow, and I grew, have grown up with through old-time radio analog. It took me a while to get used to yeah, yeah. that sound. Greg Bell is the one that does the um, thing for Sirius and XM. My friend... Dennis um, has XM series in Arizona. He listens to um, Greg Bell all the time because mm -hmm. that's the one that does the um, thing on XM, you know. Right. And I can't say this much about Greg Bell. The guy is very good. He, he, but he, uh, I talked to him, he's still learning. He doesn't know... He's still on a major learning curve trying to know the hobbies and trying to learn the personality. So I got to give him for trying. That he, try, he realized he, he's, he's on a fast learning curve trying to get everything together. So he's doing a good job that way. And I think he's younger than you, right? Yeah, he's just a little bit older than I am. But I don't think he, grew, I don't think he grew up with this. He's like two, three years older than I am. So I don't think he grew up. He sounds quite young. He does. Um, in fact, um, he, for XM, he must get his material from Radio Spirits, right? Right. That's what, that's, uh, because the actual, the channel's owned by Radio Spirits. Oh. And, and so because Gray Bill is the director of that, for Series XM for that channel, uh, so that's where he gets the content to put, to, put together the show. And they have, right now they have, um, 23 shows called in their catalog Greg Bell's Greg Bell's favorites or something. Oh. Yeah. And on those CDs, he entered on 10 CDs with about 23 shows. He introduces the shows or something. Good. That's quite interesting. Good. Yeah. Good. Remember Radio Spirit? Um, did a home run when they started to have people endorse things. Um, 
it started off with that Carl Murray got Walter Cronkite to do the tw- remember the the box set the uh, the twenty and it became a phenomenon because Radio Spirit wound up showing fifty thousand copies of those things. Walter Cronkite did that all. right, and so that was a big and in the audio book market, uh, I think. My late friend Dennis Levin was talking, if you could get 10,000 titles sold in the audiobook market or something like that, it's considered a bestseller. And Andy Williams did some. He sure did. Andy Williams yeah. and Larry King done some. Uh, so they, they had a pretty good run of that stuff. Um, in fact, Walter Cronkite did both. He did his favorite radio, and then he did shows, radio shows that turned into television shows. Right. The only thing they turned Walter Cronkite did not want to touch was Amos and Andy. Because they tried to propose that Amos and Andy should be in the in the box that they wanted to uh, have him do the Christmas show and he turned Amos and Andy down. So, uh, why do you think he did that? I think the controversy of it. Oh. That's what I'm afraid. That's why... Yeah. And I don't know if it's Concrete or his office that wound up turning Amos and Andy down. You know, before they used to sell all these radio um, spirituals at Costco and stuff, those box sets. Yep, it's coming back. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, one of the guys I know who've been contacting me has a, a deal in the Costco and he's trying to take old time, put old time radio shows back. It's not going to be Costco, it could be, a, it's not Radio Spirit, it could be a new company. So that will be coming down here, uh, say later this year. Do we something like Costco? Uh-huh, and Costco and the Cracker Bell. Crackerville? Yeah. Where's Crackerville? Crackerville is a restaurant that specializes in southern cooking, like fried chicken and things. <coughs> and they have radio shows and things in their store. Oh, really? Have you? Oh. You got a Cracker Barrel. From, that's what the first time I ever ate one was in Florida. Cracker Barrel, we do have here. Yeah. There's one in Fort Myers. Oh. And there'll be some radio shows in. Uh huh. Oh. So that's but, where that's where it's gonna the radio shows are gonna pop up in. But they're mm-hmm. not gonna sell Costco anymore. They will. Oh, they, they will. They will. Um. So, so I've been... Oh, yeah. Oh, I hang up. i got to ask Patricia something. Um, Patricia. Yes. Do you, you have ties there? Yeah, I do. What year? Um, actually, I, I've got four sets of Tarzan, and I don't recall which years. Do you have a particular one that you want? No. You have the half You're going to send them to me? You have the half-hour version, Patricia? No. Okay, no, that was the 50. Okay, you're fading on me. Are you out of your microphone again? Do-do-do-do. There you go. Okay. I just knew you were there. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So she she does not have the half-hour version. You don't have the half-hour series. No, she does. I was, put, I was put together by the same company that did Hopalong Cassidy. The Commodore, that was a Commodore yeah. production. No, I've only got the 15-minute serial ones. Yeah, oh, good. I'll send you, I'll send you the far things. Oh, that's great. I really like Tarzan. Yeah, I'll, I'll, 
was directed by... I'm trying to... There's an interview with the son of the... The, grand, the son of the creator. Um... Who wrote Tarzan, guys? Um, oh, um... Dang. Oh, dear. Anyway. Hey, Grant, oh my gosh! Oh, isn't that terrible? I have to look it up. Hold I think on. It, I think he was. I think he was involved in the original production. I think. And his grandson, the son, donates stuff to this radio station. A few years ago, he went and found some some of his grandfather material and donated to the auction. Um. And that's where the the city Tarzan, California, is named after, Tarzan. Really? Mm -hmm. Tarzana, right? Right. Edgar Rice Burroughs. Yes. Give Shame on me for yeah. not being able to. I mean, I can tell you Lord Greystone. I can tell you all sorts of stuff like I couldn't remember the poor writer's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send you the half hour thing. So. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This oh. only a joke. Uh, what I'm going to do is to slow the 15-minute series down. It'll take you a half hour to listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. So, Ron, are you going to be playing the piano St. Patrick's Day night? You know, um, no. And I'm glad because, um, boy, that can be pretty rowdy. But um, I've done that before. But, um, so on the 16th, uh -huh. let's see, Saturday night, I will call in and we'll play a bit of Irish music. Perfect. Oh, yes. Okay? We'll do that. In, Perfect. In, in honor of St. Patrick's Day. So, because I'll be... Now, I'll, now you, now you got to learn some, learn some songs, right? I know, I know. Yeah, well. I'll, I'll call my friend... Oshiro, you know? Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he, oh, you're funny. He will help me with some... <laughs> Oshiro and... Um, oh, my gosh. Only Obama is in the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, we'll figure. And anything with an old fun of his Irish? That's an interesting concept. Oh, apostrophe! Yes, yeah. we have we have to have an apostrophe it's in there. Oh, Hughes. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, Hughes. Yeah, Hughes. sure. Why not? Yeah. Anyway, oh, Patricia. Oh, Patricia. Yeah. 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 So, my friend Oshiro will help us in. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll call in on the six and we'll we'll have some fun. Oh, and I tell you, not. Oh, I'm sorry, but um. Yeah, that night you better play some Dennis Day stuff. There you go. And I That's a great and, idea. You know. Do you want a Dennis Day I, show or just Dennis Day music or what? Whatever, whatever you want. Because Dennis Day sang, uh, what was the song that he sang really good? Um, Back in the Mouth Band. Back in Band. Oh, yes. And, and he did some... Stuff on a Benny show. When Casey lowers the boom, the boom is another Irish song. He was... did, he, did he do that one? Yeah. 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 And then maybe we could find. Oh the Clancy, oh the Clancy, that one. Yep. He did a good job on, on, the, 
on that Jack Benny. I wonder if he ever did Tua Lua Lua. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Crosby made that famous. Dennis sang everything. Well, I, My bet would be that he did. Please come to my see. house. I definitely will email you, Patricia, and um, and you'll know that it, it got here. So don't panic. I won't panic. And, uh, as well, long as you, you know what, Ron? Maybe you should say, pray that, that that way you can say, Patricia, you need to hand over it the next time. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Just that Patricia doesn't like to swim. I know. Oh. No. It, it, it's not that she doesn't like to. She can't. You know, it's really raining in Hawaii tonight. No kidding. It really is raining. Is that unusual for you? I don't think I've ever heard you say that it was raining. In, in fact, Patricia and Walden, this whole week, and on Maui, there was, on the island of Maui, there was um, so much rain. So much flash floods that this guy who owned a cottage back of his big house, the cottage actually got swept away. Oh. Really? This is yeah, it rains every day in Hawaii somewhere. Oh my goodness. Then, and then there were about 55 people who went hiking on the island of Kauai, mm -hmm. and one actually drowned because the water was so high. In fact, they're kind of dumb to, to really go hiking. Yeah. It was pretty uh, treacherous. And this one lady drowned uh, because... Oh, gosh. Yeah. This whole week in Hawaii, yeah, it was... What yeah. the most rain? Did you ever get saying that the shovel inches per hour? And I'm asking you guys in case we get a ton of rain like that, right? Right, Ron? What? Again? And, do, what's the most rain you think you ever gotten in a day? You guys get several inches by hour? Yeah, I can't figure out how many inches we got, but this one was pretty bad. Uh -huh. I mean, the, the water was really going high on on such an island, and it was going pretty, and coming pretty fast, you know, and yeah. so... You know, cars were getting all screwed up and messed up, and um, and like tonight again, it's it's just raining. It's just I'm glad I'm home because it's really raining, and we had strong strong winds also. I got I gotta tell you something a little sad. Um, my mom, she's 95. She's got um, Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Open the front door. Of she she's staying with. Me. Gail and myself, she opened the front door, and the door, the wind of the door blew on the door, and it knocked her down. <gasps> oh, is she okay? She's okay, yeah, but but that's how strong the wind was. And so we had to lock the door to make sure that she wouldn't open it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's how bad the wind was, strong the wind was. So anyway, that's what's been happening in Hawaii. And on that on that note, I will tell you again, thank you so much for being so so good to my friend. And, uh, well, it was great fun, and thank you for helping him call in, and it was fun having the two of you on together. Well, because we, I talk about you guys a lot, the mirth and merriment that we go through and stuff. And... Um, and so I said, you got to meet my friends. You got to meet my friends. And 
he wanted to meet you guys, so we uh, we. You you figured out how to do it. So you take care now, okay? Okay, we'll talk to you next week, Ron. Thanks Hello. a bunch. Bye. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. For the mere price of ninety nine cents, I found. Dennis Day singing Tura Lura Lura. Wow. That's an Irish lullaby. I wonder what other Irish songs he's saying. Maybe you can, can Well, you type I up? can go down the, the list here. These are just the ones that you can download. So, right, who's there? Who's there? Who's Hello there? there? Hello there. You're on the air. This is Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. You sound better this week than you... Pardon me? You sound a little bit better than you have in other times. Are you feeling better? Right at this moment, yeah. I took I took some pain meds a couple hours ago, so I'm, I do feel better. You're okay, and I, you spent time in the emergency room the last time we were able oh, to talk. Oh, had, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bad I missed stuff. you guys last week. I know. Well, we, we, we stayed up. Then we stayed we, as long as we could. could. And then we went to bed. Yeah, yeah. I just when I was um, getting ready to jump in the bed and do it, you guys had just signed off, oh, and I yeah. tried calling your number, Walden. Yeah. Is is that a phone in your bedroom uh -huh. or what yep. is that? Yep. That, I have um, I've got three phones, so I was shut it down, and I was on the other line, and gosh, so oh, I'm sorry, Paul. I guess that's, a, that's okay. I was just sometimes I don't have enough hands. <laughs> They take uh -huh. care of everything, but I have, actually, I have three phone lines in this room. Three phone uh -huh. lines, wow. Do you have them ring different ways, or? Mm, well, yeah, now I do. I had a new phone, a house phone, that rings differently. This phone rings different, and then the third phone doesn't have any ringer at all. Uh, but I, but see, it used to take me three phone lines to do this radio show, but now with Skype, Really, I can get away with just one, but we still have the other, the other phones in the house, so it it all comes in handy. Okay. It comes in how, handy. How did um, Ron um, get his friend? Is it Dennis? Dennis, uh huh. Yeah, Dennis, if you're listening, oh, he can't listen, can he? No, he's out in Arizona. There's a dial-up. Yep. Mm. But yeah, Ron did a conference call. Ron. Ryan called me in the okay. m middle of the week, and then he said, can we do it? And I said, sure. And then uh, Ron called me just before the show, and then he called his friend on his okay. conference call and put it together. Okay, that explains yep. it. Why, because I kept calling and it kept showing busy, but I wasn't hearing anybody uh, on the air yet either. Talk. No, no, even Larry Gaffman called before showtime. People call, are you on the air yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> so this number, um, if I even called you um, uh -huh. when you're not here on the air, right. you would you would be able to I, I, ring and yeah. pick up. I, I should be able to pick up. This week it's going to be hard because we are disconnecting everything. We are right. uh, we're putting card paper, so we're disconnecting all the phones, all the computers, all the broadcast equipment. We're going to have to have a gigantic chart. And okay. color code everything. So, but normally, if somebody wants to call me during the week, and if I'm here, if I'm not working on something, yeah, I'll pick it up. 
Okay. Now okay. that just reminds me because I heard I heard the whole phone call with Ron and Dennis uh, when you opened. Right. And uh, you mentioned about um, changing all of it onto hard drive. Right. And you said then once you did that, then you would back that up. And I had a thought. Yeah. I think if you can, if you can do it, if you could save it on the two hard drives at once, because what if one, what if you ended up with a problem with that one? Sometime what? before you were able to back it up and you went through all that trouble of, you know, choosing the orders and what you put in. If you have two that you could um, download two right off the bat, I think you'd be a lot safer. That's a good point. I know that's what Larry Gassman is doing. He's doing it... He's doing it, um, he has one more hard drive, so when he transfers, he'll put on his and mine at the same time. So, yeah, there are some guys who are doing it. Um, I just only got four USB hubs, I mean, four outlets in my USB hub. So, I haven't done it that way. So, that's a good thought, though, Paul. That's definitely a way to consider it. Um, I just want to make sure... What I'm doing, well, after I get a tra- I don't get, I don't send out the tapes or the CDs until we have it backed up, or if I know I can get it back, just in case it does crash. Right. And but that's the vulnerability about hard drives. Um, that if we don't back it up, there's a possibility because those are still moving little parts inside of it. It could crash, but. Right. I'm still having, I'm starting to have trouble, everybody, with CDs that are 10 years old. They're starting not to play. With CDs yes. that are 10 years old? Uh-huh. Okay, so I was wondering about that, too. I, You know, there, there are actually, um, it's two separate pieces of plastic that are laminated together. Right. And, um... And remember, there used to be a theory that those things could last 130 years, but I'm... I got my doubts, you know, so I'm... Uh, I don't think so either. Yeah. So, anybody, you know, start really considering backing everything up in another format. Um, and, I, you know, who knows? I mean, I'm thinking solid state. If that keep keep falling in price, that might be the next thing to consider. But uh, everything is just in a mobile flux right now, so who knows what's going to be... Yeah, what's going to be our next media. Yep. Um, uh, so, how many terabytes size of hard drives are available now? Because I imagine that's what you'll be doing right now. I'm doing, I'm doing things on three right now. Uh, they can go up to four. Um, wow. I have some... I have some... The 1.3 and 2 that are always completely fold up. Um... Our friend Gary Hennigan's got 15 hard drives all fold, all fold up with his stuff. And that's only one third of his collection. Um, so, so it's just a, uh, and the nice thing about it on, on having my hard drives, once we get in that format, whatever the next medium is going to be, it's going to be an easier transfer job to get it into the next format because it's all yeah. digital format. Right. So, um, how do you how do you find the stuff to play? Being that you're blind, mm-hmm. you know, how do you how do you have it so that you can actually access 
somewhere that you specifically want. Okay, well, I'm organized for one thing. I, it used to be, it's still some of this, I have my room uh, broken down into categories. So, uh, I used to have, I still have a big gigantic wall unit on one side of my bedroom. And in there, it's like bookshelf. And so I have, let's say, all the luxury of theater put together by dates. So I put Braille on every cassette tape, and I put them together in a chronological order. I have that great Gillespie, Fibber, McGee, and Molly. And then a lot of the other things, I organize by category. So if somebody wanted Bob Hope, or Information Please, or different... So I stu I followed that way. So if somebody made a request, then I knew where it was. And with my CD collection, I do the same thing. I I bottle it up by categories. So I I can go and quickly pull something out. Okay. You know that's how I do it. Okay. Um, other guys like Gloria and John, they they. When they were doing real to real, they would they would keep braille notebooks and mark it by the reels and then write it down on each reel. My it got to the point I get given up cataloging the collection. I get to go by my head and know what I have and what I was looking for. And see, I I generally used to collect in my favorite areas. I would collect what I want and be very deep in certain areas. Other people will want everything because I don't have the space for that. So, and back in the old days, it cost money. I just spent it on the stuff I knew I really wanted and so I was really deep in certain shows. What were those type of shows that you the, really the, wanted? The I Love a Mystery, the, uh, the Fair McGee and Molly, The Great Grocery, The Lux Radio Theater. Something with, something with Doris Day or certain personalities or um, if I was, if somebody hired me to work on a project I would have what the Sinatra family would hire me to find all Frank Sinatra stuff and so I would put that you know we'd be spending money on that category or whatever and that's how it all that's how it all collected okay Patricia you there I'm here I got my first Christmas present from you. Right. Oh, my goodness. You finally Thank got you. your Christmas CDs. You remembered the, um, the Kincaid's uh, three CD set. Uh-huh. Oh, thank you so much. You're very welcome. You won that during one of the Christmas shows. Yes, I and I had that written down, and, and um, when you had um, this thought the other, I thought, well, maybe she forgot this, and I didn't mention that that time. And um, <laughs> but it's all straightened out. Sometimes I forget stuff, but that one I didn't forget. Well, yeah, I'll tell you, with all, everything you do, you do pretty good. Because I mean, you're busy with your writing. And uh, I keep her busy. Yes, I'm a full-time job for her. Yes, she she has in front of her over 30 pages of notes for every radio broadcast we do. Right, Patricia? No joke. Do you mean like where you talk ahead of time before the broadcast? Nope. It, well, she and I, 
She'll do her own research. And sometimes I don't know what she's going to talk about until we go on the air. In fact, you usually don't know what I... In fact, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> That's not really true. At least 10 minutes before showtime, I know what we're going to talk about. Oh. So, are you familiar with the question of the night? No, I'm not. Uh -oh. <gasps> the question is, what makes a perfect pizza for you? Okay, I, I caught the, I don't know how long the conversation was going on with that young man. Um, new caller? Uh-huh, yeah. Matt. His name? Matt. What? Matt, okay. His name is Matt, yeah. And, um, and, and I was surprised that you weren't, um, that you haven't had the pineapple. Oh, man, here comes another California <laughs> kid with pineapple. I'm, it is, it I'm, is good. It's usually with, like, uh, well, they'll call, call it a Hawaiian pizza or something. They may have, like, yeah. Indian bacon with um, with the pineapple on there. It is good. I, I really like that. It's been around for oh. 30 years, Patricia, out in California. Yeah, it's been. Well, you're dismissing with tradition putting pineapple on a pizza. Good grief. Ooh, but I promised I would taste it. Yeah, I know. I have to. I'm not but, going to order one. But when I see someone with pineapple on the pizza, I will say I've got an assignment that came in from California. <laughs> Could I please taste your pizza? And you after go. I get arrested, you're up for the bail. Well, right? you know, um, I think I got a great idea. Why don't you submit an article to uh, contact one of the magazines? And mm -hmm. say you need some, you want to do an article on pizza, and they'll fund it for you. And and I'll be the taste tester. Uh huh. Yeah, I had an art. I had a, a magazine send me out looking for inexpensive business lunches. Did you, you know, really? lunch on the fly type uh -huh. stuff? Uh huh. And they paid for my lunches all over the place. What a deal! I know. Oh. I thought that was pretty cool. What a deal! So I got two weeks worth of lunches as long as I wrote about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is good. So yeah. the question is, what what makes a, a great what topping? makes a perfect pizza for you? Oh boy! Well, you know what? I I like I like the combination. I much prefer a combination over a pepperoni. I really kind of avoid that because you know it may may tend to bother my gut more. Mm -hmm. um, then, but there's been some great vegetarian ones that really I'm impressed and like that that will have. Um, the, uh, what do you call it, the artichoke hearts. Round um, Table does a great vegetarian. I, I know Patricia doesn't know that, but that's a West Coast chain, mm -hmm. and they do a great vegetarian gourmet pizza. Well, I'm just smiling here at your artichoke hearts because the line that is showing up in front of me is a list of popular gourmet toppings, and the list includes artichoke hearts. Yes. Which I had never heard of on pizza before. Right. I think you maybe the first time I've ever had that may have been sometime within the last six years, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. It could be a little bit more. I mean, I guess I don't really have. These last 13 years, I have not had a good handle on time. Right. <laughs> you know, since, since my MS really clobbered me, I and I sleep during the day, I know that has something to do with it. I don't have a good handle on time. A lot of time passes by, and I may think it's a short period of time, and it could be years. 
Mm. Yeah, so that's, I have to defer to my wife on that. She'll correct me all the time <laughs> on that. So I like a variety, but I don't just like uh, having like a pepperoni by itself, although I will say I have done, I have tried a few pieces of that um, recently, and and I did enjoy it, uh, but it's not my first choice. And as far as the stores thing goes, um, we will do the Ziploc bag if we got a fair amount mm -hmm. and um, and everyone's not burned out or, you know, and it, it's done that way. Or if, if she's too exhausted, I could tell and everything. It, it may be actually just left in a box like Walden said. Yep. In the garage fridge because there will be room for that um, in the garage fridge. Can people get burned out on pizza? <laughs> It's like getting burned out on chocolate cake. How can no, that burn, be? No, burned out as in the end of the day. Too. Oh, uh -huh. oh, oh, okay. Just no, nothing left inside to give. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a list of the gourmet toppings, and you tell me if you've ever had any of these on your pizza. Okay. I think this is disgusting. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Some of it is okay, but some of it makes me look and say, I don't think so. Are you going to do, okay, well, Patricia, are you going to do commentary on each item here? Well, I, I suppose I could. Okay, all right. I'm perfectly capable of doing <laughs> it. All right, here's the list. Chicken, oysters. No, I haven't had that. Pardon? I haven't had oysters on it. You haven't. Have you had chicken? Yes. Oh, dear. In California, we have a place called the California Pizza Kitchen, and they yeah. do an outstanding barbecue chicken pizza. Barbecue yeah, I was going to say, I may have had it, like, smoked. Mm -hmm. And I think this stuff is illegal. Okay. <laughs> I've got, and I've never known how to properly pronounce this. It's spelled crayfish, and I think most people oh. in... Crayfish territory, pronounce it crawfish. Yeah, crawfish. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, haven't had I think that on it. No. Yeah, it's like little shrimpies. I'd like it though. Yeah, shrimp. I have eaten it. I've uh, I've caught it and uh, and cooked up a very small amount out of, out of a out of a little creek that it's only good. There was only several. It was by my nephew's house and. He wanted to go crawfish, crawfishing, and it was really a bad example of a place to eat out of. But in the years past, I have caught oodles of them. But in the last minute, uh, I think by the fear of my father as to whether it was safe or not, thrown away like a big full bucket. We would mm -hmm. buy a liver and just tie it on with a little small, um, well, a string would work, small rope. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, small, I mean, like a shoelace, like, yeah. and f just throw it right off the, the shore there at Lake Chabot, and uh, you wait a few minutes, and then you just pull it in, and there'd be, you know, six or more, or, you know, maybe some less that are just hanging on to it and, and uh, eating, and you just bring over the bucket and knock them off and throw it back out until you, until that area is just, they're not coming onto it again and you just move over you know so many feet just keep going up the shore so and what do you uh, think about time these was things? from just physically seeing them in the carmel river 
and uh, and doing that. But the same thing in the very end, uh, somebody casting fear, uh, uh, and we threw them out. Terrible yeah. waste. Then they were huge. Those were huge. Okay. Now, do they belong on a pizza? Yeah, they could be. Oh, dear. To me, that would be a, a gourmet thing. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, it could be. They have to be chopped. They've got dandelions here, and I'm thinking it's probably dandelion leaves. I don't know. if you Can you mm. eat dandelion flowers? You know what? I've eaten those more than a few times in the front yard. They're so bitter. You know, that would make a really gnarly salad. Well, I'm just thinking. I suppose they have to... The big leaves are probably more bitter than baby leaves, but boy, you have to pick an awful lot to make a salad. Don't they? Don't they have something called like a dandelion wine or something like that? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. And you make it from yeah. dandelions. So you you squeeze the juice out of it, I guess. Beats me. I don't know. I've okay. never done it. Yeah. I, I guess so. That, oh. To me, though, gosh, you know, with with what I'm tasting, it would be so bitter. Yeah. Uh, maybe when maybe it would be the actual flour on the gourmet pizza. Now, I've never eaten the flour. Yeah, and I don't know if a flour is edible. I guess it is. I guess uh, I hear that most flowers are, you know, but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't go don't off the oleander eat. bush. I was just going to say, don't eat the oleander. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. All right, let's see. Dandelion edible. <laughs> Dandelion edible. All right, let's see here. Um, all parts of the dandelion are edible and have medicinal and culinary uses. A liver tonic and diuretic. Hmm. I don't know if my liver needs tonicking. But anyway, it says... You being a nurse, is a, is a diuretic something that helps you go pee? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I could see the medicinal purpose thing on it because it is strong. Boy, okay. Well, so that means you can have either the leaves or the stems or the flowers on your pizza. And the roots. So we'll cross that one off your list. Sprouts. I guess they're talking about um, bean sprouts and what other kinds of sprouts? I can't think. Not alfalfa. What are the kinds of sprouts that you buy in the store? Walden, help me here. You're into this what you, stuff. What are you saying? The sprouts? Yeah, sprouts. Yeah. Yeah, beans and I used to actually grow those when uh, that was one of my jobs when I was a teenager back when yeah. they were first in. You aren't know, aren't they little like thin little branchy yeah. thing? I don't know what. Aren't yeah, they? they're they're like new seedlings. Yeah, they're um, brand new seedlings, so they're very very skinny, very I soft. I think people and... put them in salad too. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, and they yeah. use them on salad sandwiches. sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh gosh, you know, my my cousin and and friends, you know, vegetarian and and uh, places where they do some pretty far out stuff. There's a stuff called uh, I think they call it uh, wheatgrass juice. It's like I think they just um, what's it called when they're just sprouting, just germinating, just germinating wheat. Out mm-hmm. that they put water in there and it starts to ferment, I believe. Oh Ooh, that gets this uh, gets this uh, yellowish green look up to it. And I've drank uh, several glasses of that, and it's a really tangy, sharp taste. It's 
be really good for you. I can't tell you in what ways exactly, but it's a very, it's kind of like drinking um, sour grass, uh, how you would imagine sour grass juice diluted, though, because it's not quite as strong. When I was a kid, we would pull a bunch of sour grass, and we'd get it in a big bunch, and it'd be like a, at least two two of us, you know, but maybe more. And we'd all sit there like with this with the roots pointing up and going, Okay, ready, go and then we'd stick that whole thing in our mouth and we'd just chew it, chew it, chew it and until you know, you're just totally salivating and we just you know, then you pull it out and you just look at each other and you're making the the, the sourest faces, you know. That's what we I tell you, there are an awful lot of guy things that I don't think I could get used to. That's we one do the them. same things with lemons. <laughs> yeah. Was this well, a contest or or just having fun? Were you having a contest? Who could tolerate it the longest or consume the most? Well, it was just pretty much... Uh, it's kind of like a dare. We'll all just do this together, and then just enjoy looking at the other person's face while Got you're it. while they're okay. you know munching down on you know a couple of uh-huh. wedges of uh, lemon. Got it. Okay. You know, same thing with the sour grass. You just like you're doing it for fun. It's free. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Next one on the list is eggplant. Either one of you ever had eggplant on your pizza? Uh, so, I've eaten eggplant. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, with California, but it's probably, <laughs> probably on there. I wouldn't Me be surprised. I've I like, never been I somewhere like. that they offer it, as far as I know. And I, it's something that I may enjoy on it. I enjoy eggplant. Mm-hmm. But I don't recall seeing it on pizza. Seeing, yeah. No. Yeah, eggplant is to be parmesan. Love eggplant parmesan. Okay, Cajun shrimp. No, haven't seen it. Okay, your artichoke hearts, you do that. That's really interesting. And the last item on a pizza that is considered a gourmet topping is tuna fish. Tuna fish? Tuna fish on your pizza? Hmm. No, I I haven't seen it, heard of it. You know, hmm. I, I like tuna fish, but I... I've had anchovies once, maybe twice, and it's years ago. I had it just to experience, experience it. Yeah. You know? uh, just super salty. Yeah. That's all. That's just my... Fish-flavored salt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good. Oh, boy, do I like them. So you do. Oh. So you ask yeah. for it? Oh, Sure. Do you have them put it right on it, or do you uh, have it put it in a container? She eats a whole pizza of anchovy to go. Double anchovy. a whole pizza with it on it. Double anchovies on my pizza. So how many of these little short little <laughs> things do you see on one piece about? Well, you know, I have to tell you, some of these places, they think they're doing artwork. So they'll sprinkle cheese all over the place, but they precisely place an anchovy here and an anchovy there. So I think you probably get eight pieces, one and a half, probably a dozen 
little ones. They're not even the nice big ones. A dozen little ones on a big pie. So when you order double anchovy, do they count that two toppings, Patricia? Yes. Now, did you say a dozen on one slice? No, 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 on one whole pizza, which I think is terrible. So... Only 12 yeah. on the, a whole pizza? Yeah. On a whole pizza, yeah, and they're not oh, even nice long ones. I wouldn't want to be charged for that. <laughs> no, so instead of being charged for that, I will... Uh, I, and I, it has been a long time since I've had a pizza delivered here. I will have my own tin of anchovies and just cover my pizza with anchovies. Well, so when uh, when somebody orders a pepperoni pizza, I would assume they would protest if they, all they have is eight little pepperonis on a whole pizza. Yeah. I agree. I agree. This Thank you, Walden. This is discrimination against anchovies. Uh, I have lovers. to tell you, the anchovies are a little bit more expensive than the slices of pepperoni. <laughs> yeah. So I think I that probably say, has something to do Twelve with it. on a piece, I would think, okay, that's not going to be too salty, and you would be able to experience the effect. But he said 12 on a whole large pizza. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's cheating. I agree. So, oh, so okay. olives don't fit the gourmet because uh, those will be on a combination regularly, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, if they put special olives like these uh, Kalamata, these different ones that I'm learning about as my, my uh, youngest daughter is, completely into olives, um, so they're bringing different ones home um, that have different different taste about them, not just the green ones stuffed with uh, the pimentos, but maybe they're from the Middle East and just different places. I just saw a jar today or yesterday that, that came home with, with food, Kalamata then, you know, you may get that same name and with a different maker, you know, like, hmm, those weren't as good as these ones, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I didn't so know I there were that many like different kinds Christmas of olives. Day, there may be a jar of that in my stocking, and <laughs> I will say to her, you know, you, yeah. can have them, you can have some out of here, go ahead. And it, if I'm not eating them, and, and there will be long times, depending on how I feel, where I won't be eating them, she will Yeah eat the whole jar down and maybe leave four or five. So when I see the next jar come in, that's like her jar. And I say, just to remind you, you know, <laughs> I didn't really get any of that last one. So that's right. kind of funny. All right. Well, I have to find a question here for you, right? Yeah, sure. What are, what are you listening to this week? Oh, I've, I, I listen to it all. Um, I did just hear something, I think it was on, I'm pretty sure it was on Yesterday USA, Bob Hope and um, Bing. Yep. I can't remember what it Most was. likely would be. Kim would stick oh, to it. Oh, um, it was, it was an altar called Altar Bound. So then it wasn't on Yesterday USA because I don't get to see the titles of what's playing, but on another station, um, let's see, Antioch, mm -hmm. uh, that station, uh, it will scroll across on mm -hmm. iTunes. If you go to, 
Yeah, the Yesterday USA homepage will tell you what's playing now, but you have to go that's, to the website. That's right, and I listened to Bill ex explaining how to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's, it's just, yeah, as I, say, if I you don't just, usually do that. I just have my headphones plugged in, mm -hmm. listen, and I just listen. Yeah. Although it's, I do know what's on at certain times on the other station, because I yeah. know Lux comes on at 7 a.m., and, and uh, if they're going to play Lux or they'll play Family Theater and then Dragnet or some other old Beast ones will come on at 8 mm -hmm. and 10 a.m. there's um, a Whistler and um, uh, maybe Escape or something like that. Anyway. All right. Well, my gosh, you were just all over the place. Okay. Um, do you like comedies? Yes, I do. All right. Well, let's let's take a shot at this one. Who was Alice Faye? Um, Alice. What is it again? Alice Faye. Who was she? Alice Day. D a y. Faye. F a y e. F as in Frank. A y e. Alice Faye. Alice Faye. I know I've heard the name. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. oh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, that's not on the Jack Benny show, is it? No. But he was. Well, half, half. Well. Well. Let's he wait did. until the end here. Okay. Well, she did do some pink city on the Jack Benny show, but she's not known for that. She did what? She occasionally. Pink she hitting. would come in to pink shit once in a while. But that's not the show she's known for. Well, it's something that I've, something that I've listened to. I'll bet you um, have. Wouldn't be on um, um, Benny's nemesis, his show. You know, oh, the guy that they, they, they have this make-believe war against each other? Uh-huh. Fred Allen? Oh, with Fred Allen? No. She's not associated with Fred but, Allen. But... It's a adjunct to the Jack Benny show. Well, we're, we're confusing the issue here. Yeah. Hmm. No, she's just one character in the show, right? She's not like a the main person. Hmm. It's her real she's, name. She's fifty percent. Fifty percent. Yeah, she belongs to another person, and the two of them make up the show. Well, that's that's not Burns. No, Alice Faye is one half. One half, and the other half's a guy, right? Okay, right. we're gonna leave that one for. The caller who says, I know, I know, pick me, pick me. Okay. Um, who owned a dog named Sandy? Boy, I'm, I... I'm asking all the wrong questions tonight. 
Sandy. I mean, there's not that many dogs that I'm thinking of that I even know about. Sandy. I don't, I don't know. Okay, that one was radio and comics, Sunday funnies, and during the week, too. You said radios and funnies, and then what did you say? Radio and funnies. Originally, I said Sunday comics, but she also ran during the week. Are we back? Are you on Sandy or the Alice Faye still? Well, no, I moved on. Who, who had the dog named Sandy? Okay, I don't know. Okay. And the, the one who had Sandy was not only on radio, but also is a comic strip. Okay. Are you into Fibber McGee and Molly? Yes. Are you with us on that? Okay. What needed no rubbing or buffing? Oh, they have pretty, not just the floor, but the many other things that uh, <laughs> Johnson's wax uh, Very good. You know, would take care of. And especially during World War II, you can write to the company or call them and get a big long list of the many ways that you may save to make things last because you need to make things last because we're in the middle of a war. You really do listen to these. <laughs> My gosh, that was great. Yes, you're absolutely right. Johnson's wax, a whole bunch of different kinds of waxes. Johnson's glue coat. So that means I can send something to you. Well, thank you. We're still what? working on fiber. We're still working on Fibber? Okay. Yeah, so just until you tell me you send it all, I'll, uh, I guess I'll, or until I get tired okay. of that. Okay, I, I will say more Fibber. Yeah. Um, when we finish, Watson, you, you'll help me remember this. Huh? Uh, when we finish with everything that I have in my files, then I will go find the 15-minute shows that have recently or more recently become available that I don't have, and we'll add them. Uh, that's what we're doing this week, Patricia, uh, having Mom start transferring those for you. <gasps> oh, hooray for us. Yeah. Okay. Those are the ones that are even shorter than 15. Um, uh -huh. Believe it or not. They were five minutes, or three minutes, actually. Yeah, or, or the like five minute mystery yep. one. Uh-huh. Yes. Those those are interesting also. Yep. Okay. Well Fibber it is. And um we are ordering you to have a good week. Well, I appreciate that. Well yes, actually and if if I feel up to it tomorrow uh when my alarm goes off at noon or when my wife is when she gets home from church and wakes me to see if I'm up to it or not. A terrible thing happened this week. Some friends of ours that used to be members of this, of our home church here, There's, they live oh, maybe 45 minutes away. Their mother and she was found floating in the swimming pool by one of her daughters. Oh, oh my. Yes. So tomorrow's her service. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm so sorry. Isn't it? So she had to give her mouth to mouth. She, she thankfully, 
regarded Grace only for five minutes before her dad just happened to be coming up.